Ay, qué rico. <laughs> All right. I am Ricky Mendoza and I am the host of this podcast called Drinks. And today I am having a coffee. It is 10 p.m. on a beautiful Thursday night here in Monterrey, Mexico. And we're visiting family, me and my wife. And we're just hanging out and having fun. Um, today she's out and about. My wife is. And she's out with her friends. Not that anyone asked or anyone cares, but it's my podcast and I can do what I want. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, my name is Ricky Mendoza. I am a musician. I'm a filmmaker and an educator. Um, I, uh, at least those are the things that make me the most happy in this world. And so it's awesome to do all that. So anyway, um, I have not done this podcast since November of 2019, and it is already March 5 of, um, of 2020, and that sucks. Uh, so it's been a really long time, and I've been really, really, really busy. And um, I've been busy just building my business. I have a business called Story Makers, which is a video production company. <laughs> and uh, and it's just been exploding. Um, and I'm so happy because I've had this business in one sense or another since uh, probably like 15 years now. And, um, and it's finally cool to see some really cool growth uh, from the business. And it's just taking a lot of my time. So, but no more, no mas. Um, I really want to spend more time on the things that I really, really love and that make me happy. Um, and of course, Storymakers does make me super happy, but it's just a ton of work and it feels like I'm working all the time and I'm working like 12 to, 12 to 16 hours a day, a day. And, uh, and I'm happy. I'm happy, but I, I'm just burned out. I just get burned out. Um, but anyway, enough about work. <laughs> Back to the podcast. Uh, I'm still answering questions from a November post I posted on Facebook. I posted, serious question. If I were to have a podcast tomorrow, what two questions would you ask me? Or what would you like to know about me? that could add value to your life or anything that makes you curious. And a lot of friends and family, of course, <laughs> responded. And, uh, and I was so happy because the, the questions were like really cool and really in-depth. Um, so last time, I, I answered questions from my cousin Jorge Vargas. Saludos, Jorge Luis, Rosy, um, over there in Wisconsin. Um, Uh, also from Jose Castillon and uh, Joe, the big Joe, big Joe Castillon from Eagle Pass. Also from Umberto Gloria um, and Mr. Rick. Oh, no, the, today I'm answering Rick. And also from uh, Rodrigo Barajas in Round Rock, Texas. Um, da -da -da -da. All right. So today 
uh, I'm going to be answering questions from Mr. Rick Salcedo from Eagle Pass, Texas. Eagle Pass is one of my hometowns and one of the most my one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. It's a beautiful, gorgeous place with gorgeous people all around, um, and it's always fun to have a gig there because a lot of my friends and family show up, and it's just a, a cool show. Um, it's also uh, where me, Paco, Roger, and Chatillo, uh, and Chicken, uh, we filmed our first movie, which was El Escape de los Santos. <laughs> what a fun time. Um, but that was a really long time ago. Anyway, all right. So Rick asks, what would you change, if anything, about your past that you think would make you a more complete person now jesus that's a that's a question damn it man and he put two another question out of all the life hacks that most assuredly have you have in your experience pouch what would you say was is the most valuable damn huh ay 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 all right rick here we go here we go all right First off, what would I change, if anything, about my past that you think would make me a more complete person now? Oh, man. <laughs> Just thinking of all the stupid shit that I've done, like really embarrassing stuff that I've done. Um, at least they were embarrassing as in... As in, geez, like, really? You did that? Why? Why? Uh, and I would love to say that I would go back and fix every single stupid thing that I've done. But you know what? That won't make me a more complete person. I think that those fuck-ups and those mistakes made me who I am right now and made me a more conscious, a more aware person. Um... It's like um, like you, you're growing up, and as a kid, you do shit. Like you make fun of someone, you poke somebody's eyes, or you trip somebody, or you scare somebody, and you think it's the most hilarious thing in the world. And But it's not, because you're hurting people's feelings, because you're playing really rough, or then people are crying, and the people, you know, maybe your friends are crying, and the friends stop being your friends because of that, and then suddenly it's not that fun, um, because you think it's your own laugh, and, um, and so you learn from that. You see people hurt, and you see people cry, and you feel like shit. Like you feel like, like oh, wow! I hurt this this person's feeling, feelings, and that's not cool. And so that starts snowballing and growing and growing and growing and growing until, you know, you get to be what am I forty three years old now, and um, and so I've just learned like a lot of 
lessons, I guess, from the stupid shit that I've done. Um, but I really wish that I could go back to my 15-year-old self with all of the knowledge that I know now. <laughs> and I don't know. It, it just, I would, I don't know. I felt like I knew everything when I was 20. I felt like I knew everything when I was 30. But I probably think I don't even know that much shit um, right now. Like, I bet, like, somebody that's 80 years old is probably laughing at me or laughing at, at me. Yeah. At, 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 like, dude, you're 40. Come on. Wait till you're 80. <laughs> like, does that make sense? Like, shit. So, anyway. Oh, man. I don't... Th I mean, I would love to change anything from my past, but I know that I... Like, I wouldn't want to. I like who I am. And uh, I'm not proud of the sh shit, of the stupid shit that I've done. But uh, they're like they're like scars, and that makes me proud. The learning part. Like, look at this scar. Look at this scar. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I learned. I learned through that shit. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so the second question, out of all the life hacks that most assuredly have you have in your experience pouch, what would you say was or is the most valuable out of all the life hacks? Jesus. And hacks? Oh, my God. I don't know. Hacks. <laughs> I just have so many. Seriously, like, um, I carry a pocket knife. A very tiny Swiss Army pocket knife. And this is just being like super practical. It has, let me see. Let me see if you can hear it. All right, I snapped it open. And it has a little knife. It has a little screwdriver, some scissors, a toothpick, and some little. I guess, pincitas, I don't know what the hell. Um, but anyway, the toothpick comes in, is super indispensable. I can't live without it. Scissors, I cut my nails with this thing, and super indispensable. Like, I can't live without it. Um, and that's just a super kind of stupid but practical life hack. I can't live without that little knife. Um, and the other thing that I probably am more grateful is... The knowledge of communication, the art of communication. This, I don't know if you would call it hack, but this ability to communicate clearly, the ability to love words, to really love words, and to know that they have a weight on people, that they have an effect on people. Like, I think that that's one of the most powerful life hacks that I own. And I am so grateful for the love of books from a really early age. From my mom and my dad, we always had books around. And my Mendoza uh, family, like, they always had books around. And I'm so grateful for that. 
because I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have the ability to communicate clearly. I love that. I love that. And,、uh, and I love everything about it. <laughs> so I don't know if that, those were hacks, but I, I love those, the, those abilities that,、uh, that, uh, you know, that, that I have, that I acquired, that I worked at for a really long time. <laughs> All right, Rick,、uh, a big hug to you, my friend. I love you. I love you a lot. And、um, Rick is the brother of one of my closest friends, Nacho Saucedo. That's right. Nacho boy. Nacho. Nacho. All right.、Um, second question. And the, let's see, Erika Buenrostro. She's, she's an awesome soul.、Um, she's married to Roberto Buenrostro. And they're uh, uh, San Antonio, Texas entrepreneurs. They have a store, a franchise called Uptown Cheapskate. And、um, what's cool about this store, my, my wife, my beautiful wife, Lao Lao, introduced me to,、um, to the store because it's so cool. It's like. Sec- they sell, it's a store for secondhand clothes, but it's curated secondhand clothes. And it's so cool. It's a super cool、uh, store. They have really cool brands and really cool like, clothes in general. They have shoes, they have everything, but it's curated. They have like, all the coolest brands, and, and I don't know, just really, really good prices. And come on, it's a piece of cloth. You just wash it and it's yours. And you're helping the earth,、uh, getting rid of fast fashion. <laughs> so, anyway,、uh, she asked, and again, these are、uh, questions <laughs> that I'm getting to from uh, uh, November 2019. So, but here we go. It's better late than never.、Um, all right, hang on. And Erika asked, Do you have something that you do to spark your creativity? Like, do you meditate or go someplace, or does it just come to you in your normal daily life? And also, are you superstitious? <laughs> you know what? I really I believe that I'm not superstitious, that it's all a crock of shit. But you never know. <laughs> I am on the side of caution. Like, on one hand, I say it's bullshit. Superstitions are stupid for stupid people. But, but on the other hand, what if they're right? <laughs> And so, I am not going to walk underneath the ladder. Because what if they're right? And it just doesn't cost me anything. I'm just, I'll just walk around the ladder. Or I'm not going to break a mirror. And I'm going to look you in the face, in, in, into your eyes, when I say cheers to you with a beer. <laughs> Because I do not want to have seven years of bad luck. <laughs> well, I think it's seven years of bad sex. I think that's what it is. So there's a lot of superstitions.、Uh, I think they're a crock of shit. But. I obey them because I, I, I don't want to、um, fall in the hands of the evil superstition devil that's 
may be out there. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, let's go um, to the first question that Erika asked. Do you have something that you do to spark your creativity? Like, do you meditate or go someplace? Or does it just come to you in your normal daily life? Well, here it is. I love this question. Gracias, Erika. Thank you so much for asking this because um, I live my life searching, going, and exploring and discovering shit that will spark my creativity. Like, that's my habit. That's my daily habit. And I'm always reading, watching movies, um, going out to nature, even a conversation with friends. I'm always for, always on the lookout. I'm always searching for that thing that will spark that creativity, you know, like, like just what stupid little thing will spark something really cool inside of you. Like, holy shit. Look at that. Look at that sunset. I'm going to take a picture of it, a photograph, a nicely taken photograph of that sunset. And maybe, just maybe that sunset inspires a song because we just had a conversation about art, about life, about sex or something. And it's just, I'm always constantly out on the lookout because I've ingrained that as my habit. And I think that your habits are your life. Whatever your habits may be, constitute your life. If every day you wake up at 8 a.m., take a shit, um, eat breakfast, I don't know, watch TV for nine hours a day, um, talk shit about people, and you do that constantly each and every day, and that is your habit. I'm sorry, my friend, that is not a fulfilling life for me. And I'm very conscious, or I try to be conscious and aware of all of my habits. And, uh, and looking for creativity, always being on the lookout for creativity. I'm always, you know, doing that constantly. And I have, it's also important that in the back of my head, I always have, um, because I think that ideas are the mixture of two or more elements. What that means is that in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, okay, I need to invent a song or I need to... I don't know, take a cool picture or a cool video of this. And then something just sparks your creativity and you start joining these two ideas, the idea of a song or maybe, and maybe the conversation that you just had with a friend and suddenly they become a poem and then they become a song. Or maybe you're, you're, you're talking about something, a conversation again, and or maybe a poem and you think of a of a short film but it's it's that thing that you have in the back of your head it's never going to go uh, like you're never going to out of nowhere invent a song if you know if you're not <laughs> a song maker you have to have the tools of um of being an artist of being um you know of having that ability to 
be able to create something, whether it's a sculpture, whether it's a talk, whether it's a, a painting, whether it's a song, a film. You know, you have to always be thinking of that language by itself, of that art by itself, and then join it and merge it with something that, that will spark your creativity. And, um, and so, yeah, I make it a habit. And hopefully, <laughs> like, I don't know, I, I, that's what I do. And maybe, you know, somebody hears this and says, holy shit, that, that makes sense. That makes sense, Ricky. And, um, and, and to explore more about the power of habit in your life, there's actually a really, really, really good book um, that I like to uh, give away or, or, or um, you know, recommend. And it's called The Power of Habit. And let me give you the author, Power of Habit. And that is by Charles Duhigg. Charles, D-U-H-I-G-G. All right. So there you have it. Well, let's, you know what? Let's just tackle one more, one more question. All right. Roger Heyer. Roger, what's up, my man? Hope everything is good with you and Rosie. And uh, Mr. Deep over there in Austin, Texas. Um, Roger's a really good friend of mine. Haven't seen you in a while, actually. Uh, we should go out for breakfast or something. Um, Roger uh, it has a real estate group, him and his beautiful wife, Rosie. And um, let me see. Uh, it's called Hayer something. Hang on. Oh, the Hayer Group. And they are one of the most important real estate agents um, here, well, in Austin. I'm not in Austin right now, but uh, <laughs> I do live there. Um, but in Austin, and they're just beautiful people. They, they just want to, to do great work. And so if you ever need a real estate agent or realtor, um, the Hayer Group is the people to go to. They're really, really I love Roger. I love Rosie. And I love that their kid, Deep. <laughs> Isn't that a cool name? Deep. Uh, but anyway, uh, Roger asks, what thought process do you have around creating a lasting impression? You make everyone feel special about themselves. How do you do that? <laughs> wow. Damn. That's awesome, Roger. Well, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Um I'm really enjoying this coffee. It used to be a hot coffee, but now it's a cold coffee. Um, anyway, okay. <clears throat> so what thought process do I have about creating a lasting impression? Give a shit. <laughs> that's, that's it. You just give a shit. <laughs> and that stuck with me um, from one of the first books that really, really impacted my life. And that is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's a really stupid title, but a really, really good book. And it talks about how to be interesting as a person. And 
that's something that has really stuck with me. Because it says, Dale says, that the way, the most effective way to be interesting is to be interested in others. To really give a shit about others. And to be really curious about others. And that has helped me a shitload. It has helped me tremendously in my life. Simply with, uh, with like, you know, you meet somebody. Like, hey, how's it going, man? Hey, how's it going? Hi, my name's Ricky. And, um, and yeah. And then, so, yeah, the weather's nice, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you run out of things to say, but you're stuck. You're stuck there in that conversation. And then you're like, oh, shit, what should I ask? And I have the habit, again, we return to habit, and I, I, I am really curious and ask kind of like really stupid questions to people that may be inappropriate, but not everyone's asking at all. And just because everybody, the majority of people just want to be listened to. And nobody listens. And when that person comes, and this means you, and this is what I do, when you give a shit and when you start being curious and asking people about shit that they care about and that they're passionate about, like they just light up like a Christmas tree and they start telling you, And they start trusting you. And they start, like, gleaming with pleasure with this beautiful conversation about themselves. Because you gave them the gift of listening. And it doesn't take that much effort. You just need a tiny bit of curiosity of asking stupid questions. Like, so... Like, I know you have your job, and that's interesting, but what are you, what do you really like to do? Like, what, like, what thing that you do makes you super happy about you? And then they turn and say, well, actually, I play the flute, and I play the flute constantly. And then you ask, really? Like, and out of all the hobbies that you can get, How, I hit myself, how, how did, how did you get into the flute? And then they start telling you, well, actually, my grandfather was the one who, who had a flute and was a flute, flute player. And then he gave me this flute right before he died. Like, really? Wow. That's awesome. And, and like, but have you played like in front of an audience and stuff? Like, ah. and then this conversation starts flowing and flowing and that's when both the yous are in sync and you remember people that listen to you that care about you that listened to you and that bond is inescapable that bond is forever just because you listened just because you gave a shit for a tiny little bit And that's what I like to do. I like, 
I like to have that habit of listening and I try, like I know I'm a talker and I'm talking right now, (laughs) but in a lot of conversations, I just shut the fuck up and listen and just really listen, intently listen and be interested and be curious. You know, and sometimes, and this is what's cool, sometimes, you know, you have a conversation with somebody and you'd never talked. You just ask a little bit of questions here and there. And they treat you next time they see you, they treat you like they're your best friends because you cared, because you listened. And that's, I don't know, I just find that really special and really cool. So before we go, just to, uh, let me get a few things out of the way. Um, I will be playing live, live music in Austin, Texas on March 29 of 2020. And this will be at the After the Madness matinee. <laughs> and there will be a crawfish boil, <laughs> $5 per pound. And, uh, and I will be playing there along with several really cool and badass artists. Um, I still don't have the time, but the thing will, will run from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And this will be at Texas Mist uh, in Austin, Texas. So just Google Texas Mist and uh, be there March 29 from 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, go to my uh, Facebook or website at rickymendoza.org and there you can also have access to all the cool videos that I've done and all the, the, the albums and the music that I've done and links to the Spotify thing and links to the event itself so that you can be there and make history with me and just have fun and hang out with, uh, with me. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. I, I'm working on new material. I've got my songs down that I want to include in the album, so I'm really pumped and excited about that. So look for that. I'll be finishing up like probably in the next um, maybe two to three months, hopefully. So we'll see. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, beautiful people of the world. And, um, and I will see you uh, soon. Well, you'll, uh, I guess we'll hear each other soon. Um, leave me a comment if you liked this on the Facebook, facebook.com, Ricky Mendoza org.